This is Spin Control, a Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Spin Control, episode 135, closing out. In this episode, I've got some knitting, some spinning, a little tale for you about being a lazy mom, and uh, we're going to talk about my plans for closing out the year and starting up the new one. But of course, we're going to kick this episode off with some updates. So right now, I am sitting in the quiet of my living room all by myself. I've got about 40 minutes of silence before the hustle and bustle starts up again. But yeah, everyone's out of the house right this second, and it's pretty fantastic. Because since about the 22nd of December, things have been really, barely busy and a bit hectic. Itty Bitty came home, Bird came home, and then we hosted a Christmas Eve brunch for more than 20 people. Apparently the boy shows love by feeding people. So he invited 20 plus people to our home on Christmas Eve for brunch. And just about everybody showed. There were some extras. It was wonderful. The house was packed. And yeah, we had a really good time. And then we proceeded to have a very quiet Christmas day with just the family. We didn't go to dinner. We didn't cook dinner. We kind of grazed leftovers from uh, the brunch for the rest of that day. And it it actually doesn't look like it's going to get quieter anytime soon because beginning Wednesday, the boy's family is all going to start showing up in droves. His two brothers and all of my nieces and nephews from that side of the family are going to come spend New Year's with us. And I think we're making clam chowder. Like that's like, I think it's a new New Year's Day tradition for us. We went out to St. Louis to visit his family last year, and his little brother cooked clam chowder, so they're all coming out here this year, and we're returning the favor. So yeah, things are busy. Things are hectic. I only have some quiet time because, really, it's just me and Bird hanging out at the house tonight, and she decided she wanted Chinese food, and I am buying, and she is flying, so she went to go pick up because you can't get takeout to deliver here (laughs) where we live So she's going to pick up our dinner, which is pretty fantastic. And the boy and my brother ran off to the mountains to go snowboarding for a couple of days. They were supposed to go to Utah for three days, but with weather in other parts of the country, their flight got canceled. So they just decided to um, traipse around local mountains and get their snowboarding in for a few days. The boy took the entire week off. I only took a couple days. So... I'm really just doing like the whole long weekend stuff so that I can, you know, save leave for things like Rock Day in Salida, Colorado, uh, Maryland Sheep and Wool this coming May and those sorts of things. So yeah, that's pretty cool. And we're pretty excited. And we have a lot going on. Itty Bitty is actually having her tonsils taken out tomorrow morning. So I get to play nursemaid to my youngest child for a while, which I haven't had to do in a bit, but she wanted to make sure that she gets that taken care of before her first semester of nursing school starts so that she doesn't have issues with tonsillitis and all those wonderful things (laughs) for her first semester of school, of her real program. So she's been going to school part-time since she graduated from high school, and now she's finally starting her full-time nursing program. That pandemic thing kind of put, you know, a wrench in the spokes of all of her initial plans for going to college and all that stuff. But that's all right. So 
yeah, so we're getting things taken care of, and there's a lot going on, and that's about all I've got going on in updates, so I guess it's time to get this podcast started. And now I've got a little tale for you about being a lazy mom. I'm not like a super lazy mom all the time. I do have two adult children, but I do a lot of stuff for my entire family all the time. But last year, I decided I did not want to wrap a bunch of presents for Christmas. So I didn't. What I did was I went to Home Depot and I purchased four large boxes and I put everyone's presents in, like, everyone got one box that was wrapped containing all of their presents for Christmas 2021 because I didn't want to wrap like a million little things. It it just didn't, I didn't have it in me, right? I was like, okay, so I'm going to be lazy, but this is going to be cool. And it really was cool. We had four giant boxes underneath, like, so I gave the boy and the family, like, this is the Shiloh box. (laughs) Anything you have for me should go in this box so that we all have the same thing, right? So that's what we did. And it was a lot of fun. The boxes looked really cool. There were four giant boxes with beautiful labels and beautiful tags on them and these big giant ribbons. And it was kind of a, it was a real treat to see. I enjoyed it thoroughly and it was a lot of fun. They were not expecting it at all. So fast forward to Christmas 2022 and I'm like, all right, so what is the polar opposite of four giant boxes? No box. So, so there were no boxes. I didn't wrap anything this year. Again, not even four boxes. But what I did do was I hid everyone's Christmas presents around the house. And they each got an envelope with their name on it with a hint of where they could go find their presents. So they had, like, the boy had four cards. Each of the girls had six cards. And it wasn't like a scavenger hunt. The boy likes to call it that, but it wasn't. It was literally just, you should go look on the shelf in your closet for a Christmas present. And that's where I put a Christmas present. We have a storage area in the back of our house. Put a present on there. So some of the areas were a little bit more cluttered than others, like in our house, like the storage area. So I put like just a little, we have a large bag of those package ribbons with the little sticky backs. So each present did have a sticky on it, a little ribbon, so that it was very clear what the gift was. (laughs) Because, you know, one of the boys' presents was down on the shelf where we store the suitcases. A little bit of a clutter there. So I made sure it was clearly marked with a ribbon. And it was a lot of fun. So now, is it laziness or is it pure genius to get out of wrapping all those gifts? (laughs) I don't know. But it was a lot of fun. Everybody was super happy. So as the family ages, I think that our trend is a lower number of gifts, but higher quality because, you know, they need things. For example, Itty Bitty just got her own apartment. She didn't have a toaster. So I got her a pretty decent toaster oven that she can use in her apartment. She doesn't have to spend her own money on it. That's a pretty good gift. And a blender, you know, and things like that. Um, Bird's prize present for this year was a quilting class because it was something she wanted to do, but she would have never, ever spent her own money on it because, you know, she just doesn't have that kind of extra expendable cash. So, so that was one of her gifts. So it's pretty cool. 
everybody was very pleased. And I think they had a lot of fun running around looking for things. But I think next year I'm going to do like a true scavenger hunt. Like hint one will be in their stockings. And then they won't get hint two until they locate that gift. But I think it's going to be more of a hint hint and not like a... This year I literally just told them where to go to look for their presents. But next year I think it's going to be more like clues of where they can find presents. So that'll be a lot of fun. It takes a little bit of work. But it was definitely more entertaining for me to watch them go fetch their presents <laughs> than, yeah, we had a lot of fun. Laziness because I didn't want to wrap anything. They're not little kids. It's just not the same anymore. But I really, really went out of my way to get out of wrapping gifts. Kind of out of laziness, but kind of out of the whole genius entertainment value of making them all run around the house to find their gifts. So that is my little tale about being a lazy mom. And now it is on to spinning my wheels. And I have been very busy and quite productive. Gotten a lot started, gotten some things finished, and I'm breaking into new adventures. So I was running out of projects last time I recorded. So I literally had like this super little cast on party event a couple weekends ago when the boy was off snowboarding i cast on a new sweater i cast on a pair of socks i cast on and finished several hats and i've gotten some spinning done so let's talk about the socks so i cast on a pair of plain jane toe-up socks i used judy's magic cast on and i'm just knitting a pair of toe-up socks out of another sock blank so i actually have several sock blanks like small batch hand-dyed sock blanks in my stash. Um, and for the first time, surprisingly enough, I can't believe I didn't cast on anything or knit from any of these soft blanks sooner. The one I chose was my 2019 Maryland Sheep and Wool colorway by Gail's Art. She isn't dying anymore. She has switched her focus to things like painting. But I have several years worth from Maryland Sheep and Wool of her sock blanks in my stash. So I decided it was time that I cast on some socks from those and see how they knit up, which is pretty exciting. And I've gotten just as far as the cast on and finishing the toes and I'm getting ready to uh, transition into knitting the foot on those. And I'm really just going to do plain Jane, no stitch pattern socks with those because I need that brainless pattern and I'm running out of other brainless things to do. So I just want to have that, you know, travel, take to the restaurant kind of pattern that fits in a little bag and all that at the ready so I can take it with me when I go out and about. Also, okay, so hat number two is finished. I finished it last time I was recording, like that same day, and then I had written up the pattern for that. I cast on and knit another version of it just so I could check my work um, to make sure, and I had to make some corrections to the way I originally had it written up, so I'm really glad that I did that. And then I cast on several attempts at hat three, and I actually figured out a pattern that pleased me. And right this second, I am following my own directions to knit a second sample of hat three. So I've been knitting on these hats for a while. Let me tell you, sometimes when I get something stuck in my head, I have to follow it through. And I had this crazy idea in the fall that I wanted to knit a set of three hats and publish them at the same time and name them after winter storms. So the booklet is going to be called 
winter storm watch and it will contain three hats and i finally have gotten all three hats designed and written up and samples taken so the first one was actually done in september and i love that hat like i actually had a sketch of it and i had swatched for it and that one was done super duper early it was actually figuring out the designs for the other two that took me so long so i'm still gonna have to take photos of all of them including hat one i have some great pictures of hat one however everything was super green still outside like i took the photos outside and everything was super green so it doesn't really fit with the whole winter storm watch theme because it's so green outside so sometime hopefully between now and the new year i will get the chance to photograph all three of these hats being worn outside in wintry weather so i had it stuck in my head that i wanted to do this whole three hat thing and i pulled it off a little later than expected but i mean we're only technically like six days into winter so winter storm watch is still a very valid theme and i'm very pleased with the results and i can't wait to get these hat patterns out on the streets so you guys can keep an eye out for that i'll probably start showing off images of the hats on both instagram and on the making app so if you are on either of those give me a follow to keep an eye out for those to be released and to get some uh, sneak peek images of those hats and of course once they're all photographed and done i'll have them up also in my ravelry so i'm super stoked about that yeah so i feel accomplished because i'm actually finishing second go on hat three and it makes me pleased and i'll stop calling them here within a week i'll stop calling them hat one two and three right and that they'll have their proper winter storm watch names and all will be right with the world and i can set aside that obsession it has taken a lot for me to not get distracted and knit on the other things i have going so i could actually get these hats done but tonight i will be finished with the hats and I can get to some of the other knitting I've got going on. So in the last episode, I talked a bit about wanting to do another sweater because I felt so accomplished when I finished Weekender. And I actually was debating on a couple different patterns, but then I went down into my stash and I figured out that one of the sweaters I was debating, I actually owned the pattern and had the yarn like all sectioned out for it. So back in the day, when Craftsy, like, I think it was under their original ownership, they would have sales on kits. And what I would do was wait for the sales on the kits and then buy, like, a kit for extra large yarn, like, say, 50% off. And they always came with a pattern. So I am, I've cast on and started knitting on the Brickyard Swancho. Hold on. I'm going to have to look this up real quick. I've cast on and have started knitting. The Brickyard Swancho by Erica Flory, and it's going pretty well. It's actually a super simple pattern. I'm enjoying it. Um, I've only got about six inches from the cast on at the neck edge down onto the shoulders knit. And it's a Swancho, so I've got a lot of raglan um, increases in my future, but I'm pretty pleased with it. I like the yarn. The yarn is from Cloudborn Fibers. It is a superwash Highland Worsted and the color Graphite Heather. I know, right? Gray. Me and gray. I love gray. It's like my favorite neutral color. So yeah, I'm just knitting away on that. I've kind of set it aside so that I could definitely focus on getting the Winter Storm Watch hats done. And I will get back to that shortly because it, that's actually a really good 
TV knitting pattern because there's only a pattern stitch like on the front panel of the sweater and the rest of it is just stockinette. So it's pretty simple and I, I'm liking it a lot. I can't wait to have another sweater in my wardrobe. So yeah, that's coming along really nicely and I'm enjoying it. I also have two other patterns that I need to release. I believe, fingers crossed, that January 1st, I will be releasing the pattern for the scarf that I knit out of the gradient sock blank. That's written up. Uh, it's a very simple pattern, so I don't need to do any test knitting or anything like that on it. And yeah, so I need to get that written up. And then, so I released a pattern through Knit Picks two years ago in October. And what Knit Picks does is when you release in one of their pattern books or pattern collections, they maintain exclusive rights for two years and then the rights return back to the author which is pretty cool so that two years of exclusive rights has expired so i'm going to write up not really write up the pattern again i don't need to write it up again i just need to format it into my own pattern template and styling and then i'm also going to release that again for independent sale even though it's also available on knit picks so yeah that's what i've been up to in knitting and i've also gotten a little bit of spinning done I've also been doing a little spinning. I decided that I was not going to start a new project on an electric spinning wheel. So I'm back to spinning on my Louette Victoria. And what I am actually working on right now is a beautiful bat that I purchased from Fossil Fibers. Probably, that was probably October-ish time frame. And the colorway is Maple Pop number four. It's a 2.15 ounce bat and it's beautiful. It has a ton of stuff in it like rambouillet, some mohair locks, soy silk, tessa silk, bamboo, and some sorry silk. So that's coming along. And I always have, it's like a great debate for me how I'm actually going to approach a bat. And so what I decided I was going to do for this one, because of the way that the colors are laid out, is to just spin from one edge in strips and to keep the color integrity, I'll probably just do a chain play, three play, right? Yeah, so that's kind of my go-to. Yeah, so that's all I've got going on in spinning my wheels. I've been super duper busy and getting a lot accomplished. And I can't wait to see what the next year holds. Well, it looks like it is time to spin off this episode of Spin Control. As always, thank you all so much for tuning in and hanging out. While we have a little chat, I so greatly appreciate that. I am actually going to take about three weeks off of recording and try to spend that time between now and the next episode really doing some larger goal planning for the year 2023. So I keep talking about wanting to spin with intent, knit with intent, and my other approaches at setting goals have really not been serving me well. I'm abandoning the use of the 101 and the 1001 because that always gets overcome by life events and I never actually get to finish that list. So I'm going to take a few weeks and maybe plot out some lofty goals for the year, some things to accomplish that I hope to. And from those big rocks, I feel like that will help me plan out executing some of those things with intent so I can actually get some really big things accomplished in this coming year. And I am looking forward to actually planning some stuff out. 
right? You can't do things with intent if you don't know where you're headed and you don't know what your goals are. So that's what I've got planned for the next few weeks. So there'll be a little hiatus before you hear my next episode. But by the end of, I'd say, third week of January, there should be something fresh in your podcast player. I feel like bringing 2022 to a close feels really good. I think I found my mojo somewhere about mid-year, and I've really been getting a lot accomplished and kind of setting myself on a new path to taking control and not just kind of riding the wave all the time. I like to ride the waves. Don't get me wrong. That I find fun, but uh, if I actually want to get myself to the next step, I need to set my sights on some bigger goals for this coming year. And I look forward to sharing everything that I come up with in the next episode. All right, so leading us out this episode is a song by the Avid Brothers called The Once and Future Carpenter. I really enjoy it. I find it is a lighthearted song that, you know, inspires some of the feels, and I hope that you enjoy it. And as always, you can get the details about this episode and all the past episodes at spincontrolpodcast.com. You can email me at shiloh at foreverhandmade.com. Stalk me on Ravelry and Instagram as foreverhandmade. Thanks again, guys. I'll talk to you soon. I ain't from Texas, but I made my way from Dallas And I know the lonesome sound is following I ain't a gambler, but I can recognize a hand And when the whole when queens are staring back at me
Die. 